Welcome to Ohanga. My name is Maggie, and today we'll be speaking with Stephanie. All right, so Stephanie, what kind of art do you do? So I do uh, paintings and printmaking, mostly in a dreamy, surreal aspect. Okay, awesome. And how did you get involved with art? Walk us through, you know, if it's rooted in your childhood, how it's developed over your lifetime. Um, definitely had that creative bug as a child, always working on something. And then um, in middle school, my professor, Polly O'Hara, she, in front of the whole class, she just looked at me and she goes, you need to be an artist. And I was only like in seventh grade. So I was wow. pretty young, but I was like, wow, never had somebody like put that kind of faith on me. And uh, so that's always stuck with me. And I've, since then I've tried like every profession out there to try to like, cause they, everyone's like, you'll never make money as an artist and you'll starve and you won't be happy. And so like, I try to take the good advice and tried all kinds of different careers and at 30, I ran out of excuses. So <laughs> art and creating is like the only thing that makes me happy and fulfilled. So why try doing anything else? Oh, that's beautiful. So, so you got this, this life-changing advice and in, in you said seventh grade. Seventh grade. And then what happened? Were you taking art classes? Did you start taking art classes? Did you try mm -hmm. to pursue it through high school? I took art, yeah, art classes all through middle school and high school and then uh, college fell off the wagon. But now, you know, at 30, I, you know, I've always tried to start. So back in 2011, when I was 21, I started and filed my artist business. And um, that was, you know, without a clue <laughs> what to do or what my art was about and just experimented. And I would say like about 2016, I figured out what I'm about, what I want to make, what I want to say. And then, um, so just now learning <laughs> the business and making it, you know, and going back to, now I'm back into school to like fill in those gaps and really take it seriously. Okay, yeah. <laughs> awesome. So we'll get to the, you know, your artistic vision a little later, but so um, you finished high school, you were taking art classes and then you went to college? Mm-hmm. So I followed- Where did you go and yeah, what did you study? I followed other people's advice and I went into study like a paralegal law studies Okay, and, so very unrelated to art. Yeah, so I, I was very good at it, but it's very dark profession, you know, yeah. <laughs> what you'd see and did not love it. And um, about a year and a half later, I was out of it. <laughs> I was like, I'm done, <laughs> bye. So then um, while I had unemployment, I was like, I'm going to file my um, art business and started trying some art festivals and things. Was not successful there, but it was like a lot of, I learned a lot. Okay. Yeah. So what kind of what kind of art were you doing and how were you trying to turn it into a business? Um, so <laughs> I guess I did a lot of like landscape kind of work and painting? Painting, yep, always paint. Yeah, I started painting. Only recently I've expanded into printmaking. But okay. um uh, mostly acrylic, but not really anything I was passionate about. Didn't really have anything to say, just pretty images. And then um, finally, oh, what was it? It's called, I think it was the Women in Arts. It was some kind of event. They invited me to show and create some new work. And I did like this dreamy surreal series. And I was like, that's it. That's where I need to keep pushing into. <laughs> awesome. So so what has happened since then? How, how have you continued to pursue this artistic career? Um, 
so I've always been working on it on the side and um, trying to like build like a social media following. And um, but then I realized, you know, if you're gonna take it seriously, you have to take it seriously. If this is what I want to do. So currently I'm back in school trying to finish up my BFA, fill mm-hmm. in like any of those art gaps and hopefully pick up like a lot of business sense of like, and like uh, networking a lot too. And um, I would say the biggest thing that's really changed for me is getting into the network locally. So I met like Amy um, Drago. I don't know. Yeah, how yeah, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. So her and a group of other people in the Western PA area Sarah Hunter was a big one and they started introducing me to people and literally put my name out where I got like my first solo show in the area and have like a second one lined up and I never really realized that like other artists can make or break your career too because that community is important. Absolutely yeah so when did you take the step between you said doing art on the side versus Mm -hmm. taking it seriously so did you have were you also working those first couple of years after leaving school college? Um, so literally just like last year, I, I was a contractor, so you would work intensely for many months and then be off for many months. And I would try in those months off to just like really churn out, but like for business and it, it's consistency. And so disappearing for like four yeah. months and then back on it, like it just couldn't do it. And also very unhappy in that. So then I, um, beginning of 2019, I quit and went back to school and nice. art, so. And so what are you studying specifically right now? Because it sounds like there's also some business concentration in there. Um, From the school, I'm doing just um, the BFA, but I'm pursuing like outside anybody I meet, asking them questions. And I found a group called uh, Paulette Insel. Um, She had like a coaching group teaching just how to do the business aspect of your art business. Um, So that's, so just... I learned like this year, the importance of just asking. Like it, there's so much, info. I didn't even realize, like I was always so shy to ask, but like just asking opens like hundreds of doors that you didn't even think would. Yeah, or just asking yeah. for some information. Absolutely. Yeah. So <laughs> would, you, would you say there's any one person in particular that has influenced your art or your pursuit of art as a business? Um, my professor at West, the Westmoreland County Community College, Kathy DeLugas, um, I was still like, even though I was take, went back to school to take classes, I was still like, maybe I should take classes in this area in case like this falls through. And she was like, stop it. <laughs> no. Amazing work. And so she's really started pushing me and got me to do the major. And then um, also started being, teaching some of the, this is what you can do with this business wise and grow it. So I don't know that I would be fully on this path without her. Awesome. Yeah, that's great to have that kind of connection with a professor, I think. Yeah. So what what motivates your art? What motivates my art? Um I always just have this constant need to create. It just it's there, it bubbles, it's like create or die and just just keeps going. And so um that's where that comes from. It's just the need. It's like, it feels like essential to who I am. Like it's like breathing and eating, go create something too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that passion. What about what inspires your art? And I know that sounds kind of similar to the previous question, but I'm trying to get at the kinds of themes that you're expressing in your artwork. So um, I guess the base would be like surreal. Um, 
like the surrealist movement did like very startling, but mine, I try to make things that are more harmonious that are different, but bring them together harmoniously instead of like very clashy. And um, so that kind of really appeals to me because I like that kind of um, changes of perception from different people's angles and different people's imaginations. And then, um, so as I'm working through some art recently, uh, there's been like um, a big women's topic ish coming out. Um, so <clears throat> I just did a series where um, it's all in acrylics, but like these women are like unzipping parts of their flesh, but there's also like- um, Oh, I saw that in the link you sent in your application. Okay. Yeah, it's beautiful. Oh, thank you. So like, um, but like the hear no evil, speak no evil, see no evil, it's kind of like, this is what women are told to be and put on this kind of skin or do this this way. So um, there's a lot of that coming out in my work right now and um, expanded into printmaking. And a lot of that started coming out in the printmaking too, just um, expressing like women's finding their strength and their voice and breaking out of those constraints. Yeah. Can you describe what kind of printmaking work you do? Because I'm just, I'm not very familiar with the genre and I know it can look very different from artist to artist. Yeah. So, um, there's lots of different techniques. The one I like the best is the relief cutting where you actually carve into a block an image and mm -hmm. then ink it and then print it. It's like a stamp, but bigger. And then um, another type that I really like also is the monoprint where you have a plate and you place down ink and you just kind of like draw and scribble or do different things to it and then run that through a press. And it looks really different. Okay. So. Cool. And you discovered printing later on, right? Not when yep. you were younger. And how did you that discover from, that? That was from Kathy DeLugas, the one who was like okay, college. Yeah. So I um I did a semester where I like kind of was like maybe this is wrong. And I was starting to back out and take other classes. And I just had this one printmaking class and I made like probably three times the material you're normally supposed to in a college class. I just kept wow. going and going. So I had this huge, huge portfolio and it was all pretty cohesive and like really powerful images. And um, she was like, see, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so, but then I kept going with the printmaking and um, it's really, it's really different from painting and how I paint. So it's mm -hmm. like um, painting for me is very, I have to like it's kind of very emotional and I have to like what is this image and how's it being twisted and um a lot longer skill set to paint but um this is a bit more laid back draw carve or you know a little bit more of a physical experience too it speaks to a different side of your your artistic yeah. talent it seems yeah cool so what obstacles besides just you know people telling you that you know, don't be an artist because that's a miserable life. But besides that, what obstacles have you faced in your pursuit of art? Um, well, that's a big one. Um, that, and then it, it becomes a mindset too after a while and you Absolutely. have to like relearn that it's not, you know, a poverty situation at all. Um, and then I've also had some uh, clashing from some of my conservative side of the family because I'm starting to show some body forms and figures and some nudity and, and I have, have gotten some, um, you know, <laughs> what do you call that? Um, Pushback. Yeah, they don't like that very much, so. Okay. 
<laughs> the big heavy thing to sometimes work through but yeah yeah absolutely everybody outside of that group is so supportive it's just like it's just one one view okay yeah yeah absolutely well yeah. so how do you deal with the stereotype of the struggling artist that so many people that we're surrounded by you know imagine in their head like they I I just feel like like I don't know it's kind of an antiquated thought in, in yeah. my head like there's so many ways for artists to make a living now though it is very difficult like it is difficult but it's possible you know you can pursue that passion so how do you deal with this contrast um so I think the first thing that uh, I read the artist way by Julia Cameron Julia or Julia Cameron and her whole thing is about debunking that and getting your mind into the right place and pursuing because so many times just that mindset will stop you from doing something that could have made it work out yeah. So like in the last 10 years, how many things I didn't apply to. And even now, like just don't know how to send, just hit the send button and like a little bit of faith. Um, but um, so that helped a lot, just deconstructing that thought and that belief system. So yeah. it stops hindering you when, you when you're thinking about it. And then also I've just been trying to find um, other artists who are doing business really well. And so I'll watch how they do things. And then some of them will also open like a coaching program or like you can get in a little bit and see exactly what they're doing some more and trying to accept that there is a business side and it's doable. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Uh, let's change gears a little bit. Can you describe your workspace? My workspace. Okay. So before it was just where I'm sitting in my room, just this little table and just overwhelmed with supplies and things. But this year I've been really blessed that I got into, um, in Greensburg, Pennsylvania, there's a new gallery that opened up. It's kind of, um, um, I guess some people in the community call it like lowbrow, but it's like, or outsider art, but it's really um, super cool space. They have like a gallery, they have a recording studio, they're doing like live mm -hmm. stream shows and it's like just this really cool. And they had some spaces upstairs. So I was finally able to get in, I was like, Congratulations. Oh, yeah, thank you. So it's, that's been very nice. <laughs> so now I have um, a room there and um, it's like 14 by 14 square foot and I can do whatever mm -hmm. I want with it. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Well, what what's your work ethic like? Do you like working in the morning or at night or do you just kind of have to fit it around your class schedules? Fit it around, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And are you, would you say you're neat or messy or how does, how do you engage with your workspace? I'm a, I'm a very messy person, but strangely, there's like a conundrum that like, um, like chaotic workspace creates like a chaotic mind for me. So like, uh, <laughs> it'll get to a point where I'm like, I can't create, I can't do anything. And I have to like step back and reorganize. Get a reset. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Makes sense. And do you listen to music while you paint? Uh, sometimes, but um, sometimes I start to feel like lonely. So I like to watch like movies and hear people's voices talking. Okay, cool. I know a lot of our Ohanga artists will listen to like podcasts while they're working. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Cool. So, so you mentioned being able to find kind of your vision for your art, like, like a purpose to the things you're making, whereas maybe earlier in life you were just kind of, you know, following your passion, but not really sure where it was going. So what, can you talk about that a little more? What is your ultimate goal for art? Why are you, why are you creating the things you create besides the fact that you have this innate push to do it? Mm. Um, 
I guess I have a lot of things to say and express, but don't necessarily feel comfortable always saying it verbally. Um, okay. There's a lot of things you can say in art or in storytelling or in film that people will accept and digest that they won't accept or digest in like any other situation. Oh, and I find that really fascinating that I can yeah, either just, you know, it's simply you can, it can be an image that just brings people joy from just the aesthetic, but it can also be, there's a message there and they're encouraged by it. Okay. Why do you think people are more capable of absorbing controversial, you know, messages through visual art versus like listening to someone say it? Um, I think there's like, like a buffer in that, like, it's not total reality. You can separate and pretend okay. and kind of like when you're a kid and you like you can't deal with the situation so you went like read a book or watched a movie and then maybe saw that character how they dealt with it and then you learned how to do it but it like separated you enough from your reality that you could like work through it and I think okay. that's um yeah <laughs> yeah 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 no that makes sense well what do you want your art to mean to your audience oh and I guess what does it mean to you what 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 do your whimsical themes represent for you um so uh, one of my like um, uh, artist statements I once wrote like um, like escape to another world escape like let your imagination sit back and like imagine for a while and I kind of want to bring that joy to people like imagination is so important um, not just for like it's how we get through life and make it happy but also if later on that's how people innovate is through imagination so just giving them that safe space to sit back and dream and chill and if they need to digest harder um, topics they can if they just need that escape that it's like a surreal image too as well <laughs> yeah 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 awesome all right is there anything else that you think it's important for people to know about your story mm, my, my one friend keeps telling me she's like she can't believe in my perseverance and tenacity for this and um, I guess to me, it's always been like, just it, like do it or die. Like, this is what you want, so do it. And uh, so I think anybody else who wants to like, you know, pursue this, just like, like I, I lost like 10 years trying to make excuses going over like these different jobs when it's like, I didn't get anywhere in those 10 years with those jobs, like I'm not, successful in any of those jobs but like maybe if I had put those 10 years to what I really wanted I would have been successful now yeah and wow. so it's like don't be afraid to do that now and stick with it because that's what you want the time's going to pass and then eventually you'll get it yeah oh that's beautiful I love that awesome. all right